Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. My name is Glenn and I am joined by my wonderful co-host Rob. Rob, how are you this, was it Sunday evening? It's Sunday evening. All right. Back from, we're back from the dead, baby. Absolutely, my man. Resurrected, reborn, coming to you again through the podcast airwaves. Happy to be back talking more about our favorite convention, Monster Mania 55, about a month away. How do you feel? Well, I feel old now that you said 55. I got to be <laughs> frank. Like, that makes me feel like Jesus. No, man, it's good to be back. Like it's uh, life, life and adulthood gets in the way of trying to just get online for an hour and talk about Monster Mania. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited about today because it seems like we have a lot of guest announcements. And for anyone who's listening to the show, you know that Glenn does all the work and I just come on and, and start yapping. Mm. So I have no idea what I have, what's coming up. So I'm actually really excited. I get, you know, what's fun about this show, Glenn. I get what's all that, my Rob? monster media news the same way that all the audience gets their monster media news. I just get it from you. Well, that's, that's what makes the show work so well. Cause somehow you seem to, you know, you don't really see all of the stuff on the Facebook, which is, uh, which works out. It works for our format very well. Uh, I think. <laughs> Helps helps when you don't use Facebook. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen, a, a thousand, a thousand percent. Uh, so I think what we're gonna do, just because it's been, uh, we're 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 a couple months behind. You know, we're a couple months behind, but we're trying to get ourselves back on uh, the eight ball. Uh, we are going then a few uh, a few episodes from now. Uh, hopefully soon, we're gonna have our uh, good friend uh, Mr. Chris Berenger joining uh, the show. Uh, he does a lot of the Q and A's. Uh, at Monster Mania now, uh, so we're gonna get to hear from him uh, in a little while. Uh, maybe, maybe like next episode, we'll see uh, when we can work it out. We both uh, we all have crazy schedules, but uh, it'll be great to hear all about what he does with Monster Mania now. And I know he's been involved with it for a long time. So we love to have people on and hear about their journey of Monster Mania. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I don't think I've ever met him. So that'll be more fun. I always love talking to folks I haven't met, so that'll be a good time. You're like, I love strangers. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big strangers guy. I'm straight. I'm I'm kind of strange myself. So I like that. Okay, that joke was terrible. I myself I'm am strange and unusual. That's what you were supposed to say. Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice reference for you. Uh, but no, that'll be that'll be great. And um, we definitely want to try to grab. Uh, Grab some more vendors uh, from the con and see if we can't get some people on. Um, we were definitely doing an excellent job being pretty, I would say, pretty current and reliable all the way up until uh, the COVID times. And then that really, I think, threw us for a loop. So we got to double down. Uh, and uh, not only do we have to double down because we want to be on top of it, we're actually going to have competition uh, soon, uh, Rob, because our wonderful friends at Monster Mania Radio uh, are kicking around the, um, possibly coming back and bringing back the official monster mania podcast so Ooh, cool. uh which is awesome because like i love uh like you know obviously that's that's the reason we started this podcast because we love monster mania so much we just wanted to talk about it more and there was no more um official podcast so um they've been mentioning it on uh facebook and stuff and there doesn't seem to be a time frame yet but um hopefully sometime in the future you'll be able to have uh multiple shows where you can go and listen to monster mania being uh talked about so that'll be that'll be awesome to have like an official voice of monster mania back again Oh, that's excellent. I mean, hey, look, Dave, we had you on our show. Have us on your show. Ooh, It'll be fun. I like it. 
let's get some cross promotion going on here. I okay. uh, yeah, man. I definitely I definitely like that. That that would be that would be a good time. Uh, but we got a long list of things to go through today. Uh, so let's go off with the guest list if that works out right for you, Rob. What do you say? I see you yeah, clamoring that, over there. Good. Oh, so it's like we're so we are at this point like T minus what like six weeks, seven weeks. Where oh we man, at? not not even um, because the con itself right is August fourth to the sixth. So you're like wow. just a hair over a month away. Um, it is the very first weekend in August. So um, it's, you know, it's it's coming up, man. Uh, and currently you can still get tickets, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to double check this because I only like to give you the most accurate information here on It Came From Cherry Hill. You can get tickets for every single day so far. Now you can't get VIP. Um, that is sold out. But any day that you want to get tickets so far, you can still go and get tickets. And I highly recommend that you do so sooner rather than later because you don't want the con to sell out. Because once the con sells out, you are out of luck. So you definitely want to make sure you get there. Um, we will be there, of course, all three days. And if you see us and recognize us or recognize our voice, uh, please come over uh, and say hi. Uh, we've had a couple people mention that to us, and that was fun. Are you ready? We have con tickets, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, why I'm so glad that you're my friend and I love you to death is that I'm like, did we buy those yet? Oh, I'm, I'm like, like I'm pretty sure. We're yeah. going to double check after this show. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm not, we're not missing out. But the nice thing is, like I said, tickets for all days still available uh, aside from VIP. So even if we didn't, we'd be able to fix that. But anyway. Ooh. Let's go through here and talk about some of these guests. And we'll start off with a big one here. And this is the first time Monster Mania uh, convention appearance. And that is Kiefer Sutherland, um, of course, from fame of 24. And, oh, it's been confirmed that we have tickets. You will, in fact, see us at the con. Uh, <laughs> from 24 fame, the Lost Boys, of course, uh, Young Guns, a bunch of other uh, movies, Flatliners, Mirrors, all types of stuff. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, always kind of rubbed me the wrong way in uh, Lost Boys, so uh, <laughs> I'm like, eh. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't like him. Uh, he, he's the, I think, I was like, was it that movie? He's the bad guy, isn't he the bad guy in Lost Boys? It's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, he's the main vampire in Lost Boys, but like, what? Why did why does Keith Sutherland rub you the wrong way? Just the character. In yes, the not like the man personally. I don't know. He's probably he's probably a sweetheart, but no. Uh, in 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 the movie, I'm just like I don't know. I think I saw Lost Boys when I was uh, when I was young, and I'm like maybe it scared me or something. I'm like, but it, it carried me carried it with me all this time. So every time I see him, I'm like oh, Keith Sutherland. Uh, but if you haven't, if you want to meet Keith Sutherland and overcome your fears, you can go and meet him Saturday and Sunday only. Uh, those are the only two days that he's going to be there. Uh, but it's his first appearance at the con. Um, also from Lost, that's, really cool. that's super cool. Yeah. Um, also from Lost Boys is Jason Patrick. Uh, he is Michael in the Lost Boys. Uh, he's also in uh, Sleepers, uh, Narc, Speed Two, Speed Two with the boat, uh, <laughs> and a bunch of other films as well. And then also from Lost, it's, it's, it's a very Lost Boys-centric con. Uh, you're going to have Alex Winter, of course, uh, from Lost Boys and Bill and Ted. You're also going to have Billy, or we'll go with Worth. Um, he's Dwayne from the Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, our first non-Lost Boys uh, guest. You you were excited. That's pretty cool. Well, let's go back to Lost Boys for a second. Yeah. So, like, so I I I love the Lost Boys. You love it. I, I, I do. I think the Lost Boys is 
one of those just a I'm going to say it's like a perfect 80s movie. Like it is just a encapsulation of that time. They uh, the movie itself is is wonderful. It's got all the fun 80s tropes of, you know, kid plans gone wrong. Uh, You have some of some of my favorite vampire effects. I love the way that they do uh, the way that you just did like that, that subtle like scrunching of the forehead and like just the, the whole look of the vampires in that movie are just awesome. So, yeah, I, that's 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 incredible. The three of them there from Lost Boys is is absolutely spectacular. So that's that's great. Like, oh, man, I. Yeah, I'm like, do you have room? You, I see you looking around trying to figure out where you can possibly squeeze some Lost Boys memorabilia. God, I mean, that's a again, like, the, see, the thing is, though, right, is that because VIP is already sold out, like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, that I, would be I a struggle. Line, man. No, no, that would that would be that would be hard to do without VIP. I feel like that might be a little bit of a challenge with VIP, let alone um, mm-hmm. let alone without it. Uh, but I, I, I'm definitely due for a Lost Boys rewatch because I haven't seen it in easy 20 years. Like, easy. Like, no problem. So um, so maybe I got to go revisit that because it's been, it's been a while. And I know it's a huge favorite on a lot of people's lists. Um, continuing down our list here, of course, Lou Diamond Phillips uh, from La Bamba. Y- Young Guns, of course. That's probably what I recognize him uh, most from. Uh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Young Guns is great, man. Uh, anything with the, with the Emilio. Uh, we have Dermot uh, Mulonry. He is from Scream 6, which I have not seen yet. Me neither, but my wife loves it. She loves it. She's seen it. Uh, she loves it. She loves it. She, my wife loves, is not a huge um, horror person, although she loves Joe Bob. We generally, will, outside of the last two weeks, uh, we will generally watch Joe Bob about, you know, night it comes on, at least the first movie. Uh, but she loves Scream. Like I could put on Scream is her comfort movie. We could put on Scream One, Scream Three, Scream Four at any point. We skip two because it's not good. Uh, anytime, and she would watch it with me. She loves it. So she watched the newer Scream movies and was I haven't seen them yet. She absolutely loved them. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good praise for me. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's set in it's set in the city, uh, which uh, I love. A, I love a horror movie set in the city. I think those are always fun. Um, but uh, yeah, Dermot is in like he's in everything. Uh, he's in Insidious Three. He's in Young Guns. He's in Zodiac. He is in uh, American Horror Story. He's in Shameless. Um, like so, my man's my man's been around. Uh, and with the new Insidious movie, I wonder if people will. Uh, be pumped to see him from Insidious 3. There's, I can't believe how many Insidious movies there are. I think there's like five at this point. Maybe six. There's a new one coming out. I know. It's crazy. The Red Door. Uh, yeah, it's where they go. Um, I think it comes out on Thursday, actually. Uh, it's where they like get I guess they, it's kind of like if Insidious met Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> where they're like, I guess I could say Men in Black, where they're basically just like, all right, you're going to lose your memories of this. But then, of course, they don't actually lose their memory of it. Um, but it, it might be, it might be cool. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I like that red demon from Insidious. So if he shows up, maybe I might, I might be in. You're in? Yeah, I think so. I think that would push me over the edge. Uh, and then we have uh, Jackie Earl Haley. You know him, of course, uh, from Watchmen and Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the remake. 
apparently he's also in the new RoboCop, but I have not seen. Uh, actually, I did see RoboCop, but I don't. I, maybe his. I don't know. I can't remember him in there. Maybe because like I love the original RoboCop so much, I kind of pushed that new one out of my out of my head. Um, but yeah, the, the new Nightmare on Elm Street, man. Uh, I'm interested. Can you believe that movie? Believe it or not, is twelve years is uh thirteen years old. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> remake. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Um, I I'm not a fan of that one. Um, nothing. You know, not. It's not his fault. Um, but I'm just not the biggest uh, of that. You know, he. Um, anybody going into Robert England's footsteps is going to have a hard time. So I um. So it's funny about that movie, right? So like I I I was. I was not a huge fan of the Watchmen movie, but I was a very big fan of him as Roshark. I thought he was great. So I was really excited when he was pegged to play uh, Freddy Krueger because I thought he could do it. And he could. He was actually very good. He was very, very, very good. I even liked some of the some of the choices they made, like the way that he looked and like the way they kind of played with that kind of mythology I was in. The problem was, is that that movie was terrible. That movie was awful. Like, that movie was garbage. He was fine. And actually, again, I kind of liked what he did with the character. If he could have just done it with a better script with everyone else around him, I actually thought we could have had, like, a new franchise. It's funny, like, as you've, like, seen, like, reimagining, like, from 13, 13 years ago, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, 13 right? years ago. When you look at like something like that and you look at the new, the relatively recent Hellraiser remake. Yes. Like, how, like if you could have done him as Freddy in a movie with that style, right? That, you know, how they took the Hellraiser mythos and they kept the important things, but they changed and muck with some stuff and kind of made it their own thing. If someone with some competence could have done that, uh, I think he would have, he would have been in a franchise and would have been lauded, which like I said, is a shame because I thought he himself was very cool he had a very cool take on freddy krueger he's just he just let down by you know everything around that movie just being the hottest of hot garbage and to be fair this is also like this may be rose tinted glasses because i haven't seen that movie since i walked out of theaters 13 years ago yeah no i'm the i'm the same way man like i saw it i saw it in theaters and i'm like nope i'm good <laughs> i don't need to i don't need to see this one again not for not for me I'm like I'll stick with the original ones, and yeah, definitely not, definitely not his fault. It's just uh, that movie's a little rough. There were some redeeming things about it. I thought some a lot of they had a lot of cool. There were definitely some cool shots and some cool throwbacks and some awesome effects. Uh, it's just like you know, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the, wasn't the best. Uh, and then they make it so like we're so used to like rooting for Freddy kind of uh, a little bit, even when he's bad. You still like root for him a little bit, and they just make it. They just make it so icky later where you can't, you just can't root for them, you know? And it's just like, ugh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's too much, too heavy, man. I just want Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Um, yeah, I think they were trying to get they They were trying to go back to um, like the OG Freddy roots, which uh, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's actually a really smart way of doing it. It's just the fact of the matter is like, again everything i just remember everything around that movie being so poorly written that it just didn't work yeah, so but glad he's there and like that's really cool i think he's a really cool he's a really cool character actor 
yeah, and he's in a ton of stuff as well. So it'll be awesome to see him uh, to see him there. And it's going to be his first Monster Mania appearance uh, also. Uh, there's also going to be Corey Taylor, uh, the lead focus vocalist of Stone Sour and Slipknot. Uh, apparently, he's also in Sharknado 4. Yeah. Yeah, man. So if you want to throw back to your Slipknot days, right? No? I mean, I, I want to <laughs> run where you can't see inside my That's show. That's it, I man. Mean, I mean, that song's good. <laughs> Actually, in my in my household, uh, psychosocial uh, reigns supreme. Uh, we even got our kid. Uh, my kid will like put that on. He'll like can't bang around. Yeah, man. Why not? Absolutely. Dude, Slipknot's great. How do you know Slipknot? Uh, yeah, Corey Taylor, man. Uh, he uh, he was at the last Oak show, I think. Um, but uh, he'll be at the con on Friday and Saturday. And apparently, uh, Lisa and Louise Burns are the twins from The Shining. Uh, will be there. It's their only 2023 U.S. appearance. It says, um, and it looks like they'll be there all weekend, so you can see them as well. Wow, um, it just keeps going. Um, we, <laughs> we also have Ron Perlman, um, which is pretty wild. Uh, from of course, uh, Hellboy, Transformers, Pacific Rim, Alien Resurrection, Sleepwalkers. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Um, he's in. Yeah, he's in so much stuff. Um, so I know he'll be. He'll be super popular. People love them. Some Sons of Anarchy. If you remember from the last show. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy is great. What's What's your favorite Ron Perlman? Uh, kind of flick. Like, what's your What's your favorite character? Uh, that's a. I mean, I guess that's a good. I guess that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen Hellboy. Um, it's like, like me and like superheroes sometimes don't get along unless it's Batman. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I'll like Hellboy if I, if I checked it out. Um, but just going off this like list of stuff, I'd probably have to say, uh, like my favorite Ron Perlman movie, uh, would be Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. Um, so, I mean, those, those, those films are great. And he, like, I mean, they're just awesome, like popcorn movies. So, uh, I think, I think I'd go with that. I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. I hear it's awesome. It's um, it is it's a little depressing. That's my problem. With oh. it. There's nothing wrong with the show. It's well done. It's well written. It's well acted. Uh, Ron Perlman's character is very very good in it. It's just not. I try and to be fair, I I tried to watch it during COVID, which maybe was the wrong time to try to watch a serious depressing show. But I'm with you. I'm a for me. Ron Perlman is uh, is Pacific Rim and Hellboy. I I love Hellboy. Uh, and you owe it to yourself. You should watch. I should watch that. Okay. You should. Yeah. It's um, it's not quite a superhero movie. It is a comic book movie, but uh, it. it the, you know what I love about the the original Hellboy Golden Army is not so great, but the first one is uh, the the way they do the costuming and the set design and the the the. How do I put this? The construction of objects in that movie, like the way there's one character who's like a like a Nazi assassin who's made of sand and like the way his mask is created, the way he carries these knives uh, are awesome. And like Hellboy's gun is just so cool. Like I love like Gabriel del Toro does that really well. He does like the, the crafting of objects and like really pays a lot of attention, like these things that are in his world. Very, very cool. Anyway, I'm now. I'm sorry, did he I'm do the back. first Hellboy? I have no clue. He did. Oh, that's he did. cool. He did. He did. All right. Both of them, I believe. In fact, actually, when you watch it and then you go like seven years in the future and you see a uh, shape of water, you're like, oh, that's where he got the idea. Uh, from. Okay. 
Because right, he's a cool. character in Hellboy that basically spends his entire time. He's an amphibian who lives in a tank. And it's basically the shape of water. <laughs> the character even looks vaguely similar. Okay. So, yeah, very, very cool. Popcorn flick, right? It's not going to set the world on fire, but it's a cool movie. And Ron, uh, Ron Perlman is awesome. Chef's man. Kiss is Hellboy. Chef's so that's a great kiss. pickup, man. That's awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, no, it'd be great to have him uh, at the con. I believe he's been to the con before, but I think it's been uh, been a while. Uh, we also have Randy Quaid, uh, cousin Eddie from National National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Uh, he's of course in Independence Day. He's in Kingpin. He's in Caddyshack uh, too. Uh, he's in a ton of movies. This is his first Monster Mania uh, appearance. Um, I mean, you gotta love Independence Day, like a hundred percent. I love that movie. That is that. If we, if I still had cable, that would be like the cable movie. You have to stop whatever you're doing and watch this movie. <laughs> that <laughs> that and gone in sixty seconds for sure. Also coming to the con is uh, Harry Hamlin. Uh, it is his first Monster Mania appearance. He is uh, Perseus in Clash of the Titans, the original uh, one. He is also in a movie called Movie Movie, uh, Disappearance, Shoot or Be Shot, Silent Predators, uh, and he is in, uh, from the L.A. Law Show. Uh, so Harry Hamlin actually sounds like the name sounds familiar, like super familiar to me, but I don't recognize him from any of those things things which is so, weird when you see the you're talking about the clash of the titans from the 70s 81 yes no way yes that's awesome mm-hmm. so maybe that's maybe that's where i'm getting it from still uh predates us by uh a little wild uh, dude those like clash of the titans uh sinbad and the voyage of the thousand seas uh like those movies were like I, I was a kid. We had those on VHS. If you ever watched those, they're the ones with like the the obvious claymation, like and the stop motion animation for like these giant mythological monsters. I'm sure I've seen like I mean I'm sure I've seen like pieces of it, but no, I've never seen like the whole thing. I I, I, I used to watch those two flicks on somewhat regularly. Like it, it used to be like um like after like it was like the mid afternoon of sick days. <laughs> right when Price is right <laughs> yes. and like Ari was done, like I need something to watch because we went to like the afternoon news and like you know Sally Jesse Raphael whatever garbage talk show was on. So like I'd put I generally you know I'd put those on semi regularly and they were dude they were just they were really cool. That's really cool, man. How old is he? Uh, he is seventy one. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got to be getting up there. That's that's a pretty. But my, you know what, man? My dude, that's one of those cool monster mania gets like. It's like weird, esoteric kind of like, oh, man, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but there's going to be like three percent of the audience is going to be super pumped for that, and, dude. And that's really cool. Dude, my man is working. He's working now. Like, I don't think he never stopped. Like he's in like he's doing all types of TV. He's been in like he's been in Law and Order, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Shameless, Madman, Madman, um, no, the other Law and Order. <laughs> uh, he's he's in Arrested Development. Like he, he was in he did an episode, he did a couple episodes of Batman the animated series. Um, like so he's been he's been in a lot of stuff. So who is he in Batman? Uh, he did two episodes. Uh, it looks like in Batman. I gotta make me go back and find it. Uh, he is Anthony Romulus. I don't know that. Character. Also known as Anthony Lupus, a former a former Olympic decathlon champion who suffers from severe headaches. Uh, he turns into a werewolf. 
Um, I figured by the lupus comment. Yeah. But. Uh, okay. So yeah, check cool. check that out. But yeah, he's in, in a bunch of stuff. So that's awesome, man. A wide variety of uh, guests so far, but we're not done. Uh, we also have Keith David uh, from They Live, The Thing, Armageddon, Spawn, um, Platoon, all the movies. Uh, so that's awesome. Awesome to have him back. Um, reminds me I need to watch Spawn again. I was on something the, the recently, and I'm like, I need to watch that again. Uh, we also have Alyssa Sutherland. Alyssa Th- Sutherland uh, it plays uh, L in Evil Dead Rise, um, the the basically like the main demon in evil dead rise you and i saw evil dead rise in the theater you were asking me before the show you're like did we see anything and we saw evil dead rise um we did see but it. it's been a little while um that movie she's great in that movie like she's awesome i mean she for the most like you know no offense to anybody else in that movie but you could say she pretty much carries that movie like she's the main um like demon you don't really see other ones that you know that have any amount of time on the screen you see like a couple scurry here and there but um like she's definitely like the main focus of that and she does a great she's super creepy in it um i'm not the biggest fan of that movie um but uh she did excellent in it so i'm sure people will be pumped to to see her yeah it's the second best hellraiser remake (laughs) the uh the evil evil dead rise yeah yeah, it's the second best Hellraiser remake. It's two of two. Yeah, I mean, uh, yo, I like the Hellraiser remake. We talked about that on a previous. No, no, episode. not Hellraiser. The Evil Dead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Evil Dead. I'm second like... best Evil Dead remake. Yes, yeah, I like. Yeah, the first one's good. The first remake was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know we said we talk about it, so I guess we could just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right, right on. Segue. I mean, we don't have to go on and on about it. Uh, she's great. She's up. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more that she carries that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that movie is that the entire movie hinges on the relationship between uh, the main female lead and the kids. She plays the mom, spoiler alert, who eventually gets, you know, all yeah. demified. Yeah, they tell you on the poster, it's fine. <laughs> I th- That relationship between the main female lead and the two kids, as well acted as they were like all of the actors did a great job. Right. I thought they were all very well acted. I didn't, they didn't give it enough time to breathe, which meant I didn't really care all that much. And the entire movie, everything in that movie hinged on you really caring about these three people. And I gotta be honest. I kind of didn't. I kind of just wanted to see the really cool set of bite, like rip their heads off because she was great. And she was just, like she was chewing up scenery but yeah that everyone else in that movie was kind of meh, whatever they would have given that movie another 15 minutes of runtime and let them kind of build that relationship even more i think the movie would have been more successful at least from a from a uh a storytelling point of view yeah you know and like, like you said you don't really get this see or interact with the mom when she's not a demon for that long so you know it's it it happens pretty it happens pretty fast uh so uh, like in a way it's good because like you know the movie like gets up and goes uh to where it's going pretty fast and it stays there for a while and it's fun um but i mean you you just don't in the in the other evil dead remake like they do such a good job at making you care about all the characters and in this one i'm just like 
I kind of like that little girl. Like, I, I hope she does okay. I hope she survives, <laughs> you know, but I'm just like, the other people, you just don't, you just don't really get a chance to, to build much with them. And because of that, it's not as fun. Um, and I mean, yeah, they're in the high rise, but for the most part, they're in that one room. They're in like an apartment. It's only like three rooms. So they're not really going. I feel like I was like, oh, cool. They're going to go throughout the whole building and stuff like that. Um, but they don't really mess with that, you know, at all. Like eventually they go to some other locations, but only for a very little bit of time. So I thought it was going to be bigger uh, in scope. I feel like it's a lot of special effect. I mean, don't get me wrong. The special effects in it are awesome, but I feel like it's a lot of like, and in this scene, you're going to look at this and then you're going to look at this and you're going to look at this. And I'm like, I, I get it, but like be more, be more than this evil dead rise. They were trying to like do something on a budget. And the, the problem was they were in an apartment hallway. Yeah. An identical hallway, another identical hallway, and then a parking garage. If you're going to do that type of movie, you can do it. You have to really, really make me care about those characters to really make me like forget the fact that like not only are you in an apartment complex, but you're in a co- apartment complex where every hallway looks exactly the same. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't achieve it. It wasn't bad, right? Like it was a solid six out of ten. I I hope it. It did great money, so we'll see another one, right? I love. I want more Evil Dead. I want that franchise to continue. I want to take my kid to that as like his first R-rated movie, you know. And like, what? <laughs> Doing math in my head. Uh, you can't do math. Twelve years. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, man, he gets to be sixteen. My dad took me to see Exorcist when oh, I was man. 16. It changed my life. So. Yeah, you see Exorcist, you're good. You see pretty, you pretty, pretty much everything, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she would be a great get. And I got to be honest, she is someone who, uh, if I found like a really cool, if I found a really cool print with her, with you know, in that character, some artist there, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, vendors who, you know, attend, <laughs> vendors who listen to us, uh, I'll buy it. I'll get an autograph signed. That line won't be incredibly long, right? It'll be like Megan line, I would figure. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Who knows? Who knows, right? I'm interested to see, like, you know, how many. Like, I wonder what the overall community thinks. Reach out to us over on Twitter at it came from ch uh, and uh, let us know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I bet opinions vary on that. But um, but yeah, it'll be cool. All right, Did we now that blue chat mark. What was that? Did we? No, no. Are we verified? No, we're definitely we're not. No, <laughs> definitely did not pay for that blue check mark. <laughs> now we're gonna take a ridiculous, ridiculous turn. Appearing on Saturday only, the CZW Wired Champion, the CZW World Heavyweight Champion, the MLW World Middleweight Champion, the MLW World Tag Team Champion, and the AEW World Champion Saturday only special in mask photo op MJF. You are not on the level with the devil. Are you kidding? MJF is coming to Monster Mania? MJF is coming to Monster Mania Saturday only, my man. Only. Holy crap. (laughs) Oh, my God. Really? So, okay. I I have to. I'm doing a show. Um, For anyone who's not aware, uh, we are huge wrestling marks. Uh, we are both fans of AEW. AEW 
lives very strongly in my household. Me and my wife watch it every Wednesday. We have missed one Wednesday in like three years. Uh, and there are points where Gwen's like, can we record on Wednesday? I'm like, what's wrong with you? We can't record on Wednesday night. <laughs> I'm like, we, we can't can, record can watch on the show Saturday later. Night. He's like, nope. <laughs> uh, we got, you know, collision now on Saturday night. Uh, MJF, for those of you who are not wrestling fans, is the greatest professional wrestling heel who, excuse me, greatest pressure wrestling bad guy, right? Heel is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the wrestling parlance in the last 20 years. He is the best professional wrestler, in my opinion, since Ric Flair. He is incredible. You don't even have to like wrestling. You watch this guy, you will just be flabbergasted by how not only talented as a wrestler that he is, but his talent on the mic is spectacular. And He's I cannot, great. Oh, Christ. What am I going to get him to sign? Like, that, I have to. I have. Saturday only, though. Oh, my God. That line is going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be intense. Um, definitely going to be an intense line, especially without a VIP. And a photo op. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's doing a photo op in the math. And, like, <laughs> if you ever watch MJF interact with fans, MJF doesn't break character. No, ever. MJF is, uh, and you know, I know we try to go for G-rated, but I can think of no other way to describe MJF. MJF is a prick, a epic, massive prick in the most hilarious and well-performed way you've ever seen. And the like, wrestling fans are all in on it, like we know, right? And you can watch, like, you can find there's a couple documentaries at them earlier in his career when he's not quite all in character. You just tell, like, oh, he's just a really good dude. He's really good at this crap. But, oh, man, like, he'll just make fun of you. Like, you go to get something signed, he's just going to make fun of you. You're going to think it's hilarious. Uh, that's amazing. That is well done, Dave. You like that, huh? That's good. Ah, dude, just the fact to see, like, the, the, the his custom Burberry belt, like, I kind of worth it. It may be worth the wait in line for that alone, but Saturday only is going to be that's tough. That's it. Um. Uh, I mean, an eye on that line. Well, what's interesting is so far, um, and I know we still have other guests. There's a couple. Actually, there's three other guests on the list. None of them are wrestling related. So he's the only wrestling person there. So although there are a lot of like there's a lot of overlap between it seems like the normal uh, horror fan and wrestling fan. They they seem to run the same type of circles uh, in terms of fandom. Um, There's not any other wrestling guests. Normally, there's a couple. Um, so I don't know, like if you're going there, if you're coming to see MJF, you would be traveling, of course, to see just MJF, um, which he would say, of course you are. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't, so I don't know, like maybe you won't have, like, I'm sure it'll be, it'd be busy, but you got in line early on Saturday, like first thing in the morning. I mean, I think, I think you could probably do it. It all depends. It's only Saturday though. So, like, that's it. That's the only day. Let me ask a question. The if there was any other any other AEW talent that could show up to Monster Mania, who would you pick? Hey. Now that we're talking about AEW. Oh. Um, who would you want? Uh, um, uh, that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'd look. 
I love Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I figured. I figured. You love your Jeff Hardy. I got to like you know. Uh, I did not get to. I did not get to work with him in House of uh, in House of Hardcore. I did get to work with with uh, with Matt, but not Jeff. Uh, so uh, as much as I love Matt Hardy, um, like Jeff Hardy is my boy. Like uh, it'd be awesome to see Jeff Hardy. Um, he's definitely going through some hard times. So, <laughs> so like, you know, but, um, but, uh, but no, that would be great. And it's awesome that they got MJF. Like that's, uh, that's huge. Um, everybody in the wrestling world knows who MJF is right now. Yeah. And, and like you said, he's the best on the mic. And to me, like, if you're really good on the mic, then like, as much as I love, like all the, all the flips and everything like that, like if you're good on the mic, like that's like, that's it. I feel like that's the first thing. Like you need to be able to talk. You need to be able to create the story. And he's, he's, he's great. He's the best. Um, so, uh, so that's great that they, that they have him there. Uh, but if you don't know have... that he, he puts together, like his matches are bangers. Every last one of them, his matches with Cody were banger. His MJF, uh, his MJF CM Punk dog collar match is a classic. Like the dude just puts together nothing but bangers. Uh, for me, if I was going to pick one per one person from AEW to show up at Monster Mania, and I feel like it fits perfectly, actually, Malachi Black. Uh, I thought Malachi you were going to say Darby Black. Allen. No, uh, Darby Allen could be like Darby Allen kind of fits, but Malachi Black, dude, loves horror movies. Uh, dude is a black metal fiend. He plays basically a possessed character on TV. Really could throw anyone from House of Black in there, uh, but Malachi would be chef's kiss. My favorite wrestler going today. But anyway, sorry. No, nah, that's okay. Time. That's what I said. I'm like, there's one. I'm like, there's a one guest that you're definitely going to react to. That's why I said, don't. It was an MJF. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, oh God, if I tell my wife that, she's going to make me stand in line. Yeah, man. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see. Uh, back into the world of horror. Uh, there's gonna be Taylor Maine. Uh, he is Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. Uh, he's also in Victor Crowley. He is in Joe Dirt. Uh, he is Sabretooth in X Men. He is in a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, but if you are into the Rob Zombie Halloween or uh, Victor Crowley, definitely go and check him out. He will have an in costume photo op. Uh, and then also is uh, uh, appearing is Mary Lynn. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, Radscub, R A J S K U B. Uh, my, my my last name's hard to say too, so like you know, <laughs> I'm not the easiest. Uh, but she is in 24, uh, which makes sense uh, that she's uh, coming to as well, especially with uh, Keeper Sutherland. She's in Helter Skelter from 2004. She's in Road Trip, and she's also in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Everybody loves It's Always Sunny. I don't really like it, um, <laughs> but it's got a huge fan base and you're in the right area, too. So uh, also makes sense. Uh, also coming to the con is Heather Lagenkamp. Uh, Nancy, of course, from nice. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, she is also in uh, Hellraiser Judgment, which I did not know. Uh, and apparently she's been in American Horror Story. I had no idea. Also, wow, longer than I thought. Uh, we also have Eugene Clark uh, from Land of the Dead. He is going to do an in-costume photo op at the table. He's a hero, a hero for that. <laughs> and Scott Jackson is going to be there. He does the um, uh, the 
a whole bunch of different uh, comics, uh, as well as the people from The Living Corpse. Um, and of course, on Sunday, you have the world-famous Yorgi Memorial Auction at noon uh, in the plaza. And that wraps up Monster Mania 55, Ooh. three days of sheer terror, August 4th through the 6th at the Doubletree Hilton, which has a new fancy sign along the top. I saw it Hopefully, the other day. Uh, a new fancy interior, too. Let's fingers crossed. We'll see. <laughs> At least we get our cookie, right? Absolutely, uh, my man. That is a heck of a guest list. Uh, I, I think the Lost Boys reunion is going to be wonderful. And I think, again, like it is it is perfect. Look, everyone, every one of the Lost Boys is there, I believe, which is great, right? Because uh, who's the other guy? Alan Worth? Alan uh, Worth Alex Winter. Uh, no, no, Alex Winter, I know, is there, but there's the, the, the Alex other Winter, guy. Keith or Sutherland, Jason Patrick, uh, uh, Billy then, Worth. Billy Worth, that's yep. it. He, he's the other one. I don't mean to be disparaging, but like, you know, every every other one of them has a very distinct look. And then there's the kind of somewhat generic 80s rocker guy, right? Like Alex <laughs> Winter looks very, very distinct, right? He has a very, even that movie is a very distinct look. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, MJF is, is, is chef's kiss. Great. Uh, Heather landing camp. Yep. Wonderful. Ever, anyone I've ever heard who has met her has said that she is just not only a joy, but obviously a true professional, right? She does this basically for a living now. Uh, it is very, very good at it. And is very great to be fan. Very gracious. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, there's some really bangers on this guest list man well done dave yeah man yeah this list is intense a whole bunch of people it's definitely going to be a good time uh we only have about a month left before the show uh show starts so uh it'll be here before you know it my dude absolutely man uh so hey like i know we had like man guest list just took up all the time not that's surprising it's what happens when you take like two months off yeah that's true uh, <laughs> But I did uh, the last show. I was remembering when we were kind of prepping for today. I did want to talk about uh, I got a new I got a new board game. Well, a new collection of games, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, that I thought would be really interesting, especially for this crowd. Uh, for those of you who uh, play board games, uh, I, what I find is that there's a board gaming community. Lots of people play board games. And then you say a solo board game that like the Venn diagram of that gets really, really tiny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but there is a solo board game that came out from a company called Van Ryder Games. And I've followed Van Ryder for a while. I have a game of theirs called Saloon Tycoon, which is a really fun one. It's called Final Girl. As you can imagine, it's horror related. Uh, they did, uh, I kickstarted their second round. Uh, I was super interested in the first round, but it came about right as my house fell down. Yes, <laughs> we remember that. I was not buying anything at that point. So I had to miss the first Kickstarter. Well, they did a second Kickstarter. And basically the way this game works, it's when it's incredible. They, you buy a base game. You buy a, a, it's a component box essentially, which has all of the basic components you need to play the game. And then you buy modules. And the Smart. modules each come with a killer and a location. And everything is mix and matchable. So I have four. Uh, I don't, I am not a buy everything guy. I am a buy the ones I think are cool. 
So I have four modules. I have a Happy Trails Killer, which is their analogous Jason. It's a, you know, brooding killer summer camp. I have, uh, what was the other ones I have? I have the, the, the thing, the organism, which is this weird organism thing in like a winter, you know, a subarctic station. And then I bought, uh, I bought the Freddy Krueger version, Dr. Sleep in his suburban neighborhood. And I think that's it. I may have a fourth one, but I can't remember it. Uh, dude, this game is amazing. It is awesome. You're a bit, you've been saying that you're a big fan. It's really fun. Uh, the mechanics, like every every killer has its own mechanic. So the Jason, uh, the I'm just going to use their obviously analogous names. The uh, I think his name is Hans. He wears like a pig mask. Uh, nothing special with him. He just chases after you, tries to kill you. Uh, the whole game is like you play the final girl. There's multiple final girls in each box. Again, completely mix and matchable. You can bop or your goal is to bop around, save victims, get them off the board. And as you do, you power up to eventually fight the killer. The way the game ends is you kill the killer, killer kills you. One of the two has to happen. And the killer gets more powerful as they kill victims. And then the uh, you get more powerful as you save victims. And then whoever wins, wins. But man, the like it is so obvious as you play this game as a fan of slasher horror, how big how big a fan the creators of this game are of the genre. There's so much flavor. It drips flavor there. So there are occasions where I'll be like, um, let's go check out that noise. You'll pull a card and like, it's like go to the space where the killer is and the killer inevitably kills those two people. And you just giggle. There's a, there's a boyfriend card that turns a victim into your boyfriend whose whole job in the game is to give his life for yours. <laughs> That's his whole role. Like you want him to die. Uh, there is, there's one that is like, uh, it's something to the effect of like, let's go skinny dipping. <laughs> like put these, put two victims in the lake, move the killer towards the lake. <laughs> and it's just like all these wonderful stories happen. Uh, in the uh, in the in the thing version, you you there you have victims on the board, but some are infected, but you're not sure if they're the thing. So the whole game is like trying to get them to the lab to do a blood test to figure out if they're the thing. Uh, and there could be one or there can be three. I haven't beaten that one yet. I get killed every time. It's so hard. Uh, the uh, Freddy Krueger version, you can only kill him in your sleep. So the That's game has a mechanic cool. where you. It's very cool. So the game has a mechanic where you fall asleep and then there's like this boiler room mechanic where you like have to slide cards in different directions. And but if his face shows up, he attacks you. But you can technically, if you guess right, you can get through unscathed and wake up unharmed. The game is amazing. Um, If you've never tried a solo board game before, I love solo board games because it's sometimes hard as an adult find people to play games with so why bother play them yourself uh you can find these on amazon they're not expensive i think you can get the component box and like a module for like 35 40 bucks it's not not that expensive and then you could just buy modules i think each module is like 20 dollars. so not bad at all 
yeah, I think I, I have three at this point and I can mix and match. Like I can do the thing in the suburban place or in the summer camp, right? Like I can, you can play with it. I really want to do uh Freddie. I want to do the, the doctor sleep in uh, the winter outpost. I think it'd be fun. And everything has like its own rules and like its own like ideas. But I, I love that it exists. I'll be buying more. The third, it was incredibly successful. It was the most successful solo board game ever kickstarted. So like this company um, is going to do a version three and everyone knows Glenn, the third one's always the best. So I'm, I'm really excited. I may go all in on that one, but yeah, you, cause you, you played board games solo before, right? I played, um, I, is it by the same people? Are they the same people who make hostage negotiator? They are. It's the exact same. Co- it's actually the same system. Okay. Slightly different. If you played Hostage Negotiator, you will feel right at home with Final Girl. Final Girl is more refined and more flavorful. My problem with Hostage Negotiator is it didn't feel, it felt like a Euro game. It didn't have, the theme wasn't really there for me. If you like that game and like its systems, you'll really like Final Girl. Yeah, um, Hostage Negotiator, like it's uh, like once you start playing it, like I thought it was cool. Um, but it, it's very easy to pick up. Like it, like you're you're in and like playing like pretty pretty fast. Uh, and Final Girl right now it says Final Girl Wave Two Panic at Station uh, twenty eight ninety one. Uh, that one looks like it's like the thing inspired one. Uh, it is seventeen dollars right now. Um, so you can definitely get a good deal on that. And it looks like all the different games themselves are about $17 between like 17 and 20 or so. Uh, you can even get, uh, you can even get like a mat for it as well. There's all types of cool little things that you can get for it. Uh, but you can definitely get into it. It looks like for like a pretty cheap price. I was just saying that they're about like 17 or $18 on Amazon for each different thing. Yeah, I was just trying to take a peek in my closet to see if I could see if I had a if I had a fourth one. I feel like I have a fourth module that I'm just not remembering, but maybe I'm just misremembering it. Uh, yeah, the, the key part is you just need to make sure you get the base box, and because that has all the things you actually need to play the game. Yeah, the core box and, is that what they call it. Yeah, yeah, you get the core box. But yeah, no, it's like outside of that, like you can just buy the ones that are interesting to you. There's a um, the one that I didn't get. There's an aliens version, right? Okay. It's, which from what I was reading was really interesting. The, the that killer evolves. It starts from a face hugger that if it, if it basically latches on you, you dead instantly. Then it turns into that little running, like little baby alien that turns into a full life alien. And again, like that's like the whole, the whole game is really interesting and really fun. It look a couple downsides to it. It's a little, um, it's a little fiddly. Right. There's there's some pieces you got to keep track of and it can be a little bit set up can be a little bit until you get a system. It can be a little bit much like it can almost take you take you like 20 minutes to up the game and then take you 20 minutes to play, which is generally not what you want in a solo game. Right. If I'm going to spend 20 minutes set up, I want to take like two hours. Right. But I can get that game set up at this point in 10 minutes and I have played it. 10 or 15 times across all the modules and i have always had fun every time every game has been like a nail biter right and like the first time i killed freddy and i was down like my last health 
and I just like stabbed him in the face with I think I had a ch- I think I had like a fire poker. Like I literally cheered. <laughs> and I got a text from my wife be like, what are you doing? I'm like, play Final Girl. I killed Freddy. Leave me alone. Celebrate my victory. <laughs> uh, it, it's a lovely game. If you are and it's a very simple game. It doesn't take a lot to wrap your brain around. And it's relatively inexpensive. And uh, I will say this. You will out of if you buy one module, try it as like a tester. See if you like it. You really want at least two if you like the game. Probably three because the mixing and the matching of the stuff is really fun. So I think if you had one box in the core box, I think you'd probably play it out relatively quickly, maybe after like five or six plays. But then you just go buy another box for 20 bucks and you can you have infinite. Yeah, a whole new game. Yeah, it's awesome. Couldn't recommend it highly enough. You got to pick it up. All right, man. Well, I maybe uh maybe maybe I shall. It's definitely you you had me at cheap and good. So that's a that's a combo I like. Dude, it's on Amazon. Just use your Amazon points. Absolutely. Yeah, man, and I like that, and I like that platform. It's easy uh, with Hostage Negotiator. It was easy to pick up and like learn and stuff, which is uh, good. I want more time playing and less time learning. <laughs> and it's the same. It's the same mechanic of like basically you buy cards and you use time to do it. It's the same. It, it the rondelle and stuff like you're gonna look at your big. Oh, it's host- the basic systems of Hostage Negotiator, but they just they. What I love about it is again when you play this game, you can just tell that these people love this stuff. Like you can't make a game like this and not love it. It just is dripping. Every little piece of it has theme to it. There's, there's a card in uh, the, the camp happy trails, the, the Jason one where there's, you can get a fireworks card. And when you play it, you put a fireworks token on the board and fireworks shoot up and he just has to follow the fireworks. So like I had a I had a I had a scenario happen in a game where like I lit it off. I'm like, okay, I'll send them here and I'll go save some hostage over there. And then I got a uh, I got a card that said, let's go make out in the woods. And I had to put two victims in the spot where the fireworks were. And then it just got slaughtered by them. And that's funny because you could see that happening in any slasher movie ever written. Like, oh, the fireworks are romantic. Let's go make out in the woods. Like you're dead. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> No, man, it's I good. I've talked enough about this, but it's great. You should all check it out if you like it. Final Girl, available at an Amazon.com near you. And a new Kickstarter, right? If you like Kickstarters, Kickstarter. comfortable with that. Uh, this is a company that has a very proven track record with Kickstarter, so you don't necessarily have to worry as much about um, them running away with your money. Yeah. Uh, Hostage Goater was a massive success. Saloon Tycoon was a success. Final Girl 1 and 2 made them a bajillion dollars. So you could trust that they're going to get it out to you. Awesome, dude. It's good to dabble our feet into the world of uh, gaming, which we, uh, we've definitely been doing lately. So we would like to see horror on all fronts. But my man, just a few more weeks until Monster Mania 55. That sounds Yay! crazy. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. Maybe, hopefully, maybe we'll get like a little bit of a preview show before the con. We'll have to see. Keep your fingers crossed. I think we could probably squeeze out one mini little episode before then. But until next time, we will see you right here on It Came From Cherry Hill. See you next time.